Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Great to have you here. Uh, you know, there was an episode I recorded recently uh, of, the, of the podcast and a video, actually. Uh, in fact, it was uh, episode 258. The one about jealousy in language learning, and uh, based on a question from uh, from Yuna, and and I, and I told you about my experience sitting in Starbucks, seeing a couple of uh, English guys speaking fluent Japanese. Uh, it's been amazing to see the reaction from that. Actually, I, I I recorded the video on the same topic, and there were just an unbelievable number of comments from people on, on that video who seem to have. Uh, to have experienced something very similar. It's always interesting to see which which topics really strike a nerve. And um, so, yeah, I don't know whether you heard that episode or not, but if so, you might like to go and uh, and, and watch the video that I recorded because, uh, yeah, it, it does seem to have really surfaced a bunch of emotions from people, which, uh, which I think are helpful. It's helpful to understand this stuff, you know? When we understand the emotions that surround our quest to learn languages, we're much better prepared to deal with them when they uh, when they come up. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll embed that video in the show notes to this episode. Um, I will teach you a language dot com forward slash episode two six five. So uh, if you want, you can click through to that on YouTube and have a look at the comments that have come through. I also uh, need a bit of advice from you guys actually as well because I'm um, as you know. I'm, I'm, I'm building up to my Italian project. I, I'm committed to learning Italian this summer and I want to make it like, I, I've, I've been working a lot over the last few years doing a lot of stuff for the, for the website. Um, I, I want to do something for myself again and learning Italian for me is like my gift to myself this summer. But I am kind of wondering how best to present it because the thing is that I'm going to be using the, the method that I've been talking about a lot here, which is the story based input method to learn Italian, right? I'm not going to be speaking to anybody in the first month at least, or at least for the first two or three weeks of the project. I'm just going to be reading and listening a lot, trying to, to just, you know, create the foundation in the language. But the thing is, nobody wants to sit on YouTube and watch me reading a book, right? So I wonder how best to present it. Like, should I do like daily videos where I just talk about what I've done? Each day, should I do like a, should I do a weekly video? Like, what's the best way for me to go about it? I expect the project to last for about two or three months, and I plan, in order to give it like an interesting twist, I'm planning on actually traveling to Italy and having myself tested at the end of the of the uh, of the of the of the project, just to see how much I've learned, and also whether I've managed to keep it separate from Spanish as well. That's going to be interesting. But anyway, if you've got any ideas about how I can best present this to make it interesting to actually follow along and helpful because obviously I know people want to kind of watch what I'm doing what techniques I'm using uh, but also there's just the, the, the entertainment factor of whether or not I manage to learn anything and how good I am by by the end of the of the project so if you've got any ideas about how I should present that how best to um, to, 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 yeah, to, to present what I'm doing then uh, go ahead and let me know uh, best place to do that is probably in a comment on the show notes again uh, episode 265 so i can kind of go through and see them all in, in one place anyway i'd like to thank the sponsors of the show the wonderful italki who i will be using without a doubt in my italian project it's such a convenient way to get speaking practice um, at good times of day because you can choose the times after all uh, 
and especially the time difference between Italy and the UK is, <laughs> is not so bad. I know if you're if you're taking lessons with people in Japan, it can be a slightly different story. But anyway, I will be using italki to get speaking practice at some point of my project, certainly towards the end. And if you'd like to get a free lesson with a language teacher of your choice on italki, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, then. Today we have an email question, and it comes from Luca. And Luca starts by referring to, uh, to Stephen Krashen, who you may remember uh, I interviewed for the podcast back in episode 220. Very popular episode, a very popular video on YouTube as well. And uh, so he starts off by, by uh, referencing that. So I'll read the, the question and then give you my reply as best I can. So Luca says, I am more of a Krashenite myself. I have always started shaking my head when you talk about doing exercises and speaking early and so on. I was wondering how much you still think these extra activities really matter. I find, like Krashen says, that you will become fluent by reading and listening a lot. Whereas I have never found exercises, speaking with tutors, working through textbooks and learner material for an extended period of time or any of these special activities to actually have a tangible effect. Having gone through quite a few episodes of the podcast again, in chronological order, I've noticed that you stress listening and reading more and more as the show continues. I agree that we shouldn't learn like children, as the cliche has it, nor is it efficient to watch Friends on TV for 10 years. He goes on. I've learned a bunch of languages by listening and reading attentively, and it hasn't taken me more than a year or two each depending on the linguistic distance of the language. I only start talking when I have something to say, that is, when I can express myself fluently. I never needed to start speaking early, and I don't see why one should, if there, are any, if there aren't any psychological barriers, like being afraid of talking to native speakers. Then it might be useful to speak early, but this wouldn't be, strictly speaking, for language learning reasons. In your talk with Krashen, you didn't insist on doing anything but reading and listening attentively, probably because you wanted him to have an opportunity to express his view. So, Ollie, will you eventually fully come round to the Krashen and Kaufman view of language learning? That's Steve Kaufman. Either way, I do enjoy listening to you very much, and I hope you will continue for quite some time to come. Okay, Luca, thank you very much for a lovely question. And for the compliments, I appreciate it. So Luca is basically saying he has learned languages by listening and reading. Um, his English is obviously flawless, so that's a good testimonial to his uh, a good testament to his uh, ach- achievements. And he refers to the Stephen Krashen school of thinking. Uh, he also mentions Steve Kaufman there, who's a huge advocate of this. And the idea here is basically, well, if you spend all of your time listening and reading in the language that you're learning, then eventually, over time you will develop such a a, a knowledge of the language, you'll become so used to the language that you can't help but learn it and you will learn it to a very, very high level. And so what he's asking me basically is, he he seems to reference the point that in the past, you know, I've spoken about, um, you know, and you might recognize this as well, over the the years, there's been a bit of a shift in in what what I've been talking about. Whereas in the past, I used to talk more about... um, more specific language exercises using speaking sessions with your tutor uh, working through textbooks and and things like that i am now more and more i find myself saying things like well that stuff yeah i mean you do it if you want but really you know the elephant in the room for most people the reason they're not improving is because they're simply not spending enough time immersed in the language enough time uh, listening to and reading 
the language. So he's what Luke is asking me is, are you going to fully come around to the Krashen and Kaufman view of language learning? Okay, very good question, and a question that I'm also asking myself, so I don't have a definite answer for you. What I can certainly say is that the more I... Uh, spend time listening and reading in my languages the better I get that is clear to me it's also um, clear to me that this works in all different languages so you know I recently I've been spending so much time reading and listening to Japanese and my the, the progress has just been uh, stunning so if it can work with a very different language to English like Japanese then um, you know I'm pretty sure it can work with with anything I mean, when it comes to reading, I think there are practical difficulties in certain languages, like Chinese, for example. It's not easy to read. It takes a long time to learn to read. So there are practical difficulties. And my my whole focus now in my own work in terms of producing material and courses for others to learn languages, like my conversations uh, material, which you can find at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash conversations. And also my... Uh, my Spanish and German courses for beginners, they all focus around story. And obviously the way to study with story is by spending your time listening and reading. So this is a shift that I've been undergoing. You know, I wonder sometimes, Luca, why now? Why is this shift happening to me now and not before? And I think that the reason for this is that the last three or four languages I've learned have been very difficult to read. Japanese, Thai, Cantonese, Arabic. They are not languages that are easy to read, which is not to say they can't be learned, but there is a barrier to getting to be able to read them comfortably, which you don't have if you were learning German, for example, or Czech, or Spanish. And I find that when I can't read something, it's incredibly frustrating because listening, I find like the thing about listening is as important as it is, listening really comes into its own when you can also read at the same time. And listening without being able to read along is far less effective. So I've always found myself frustrated a little bit in the more recent languages that I've learned because of the the practical difficulty with reading. Now, at the same time, you know, I've learned my my, my, my earlier languages, uh, French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese. Uh, I, I learned basically just through speaking, which is a form of immersion. I mean, lots and lots of listening to people, um, lots and lots of speaking myself, and then eventually just through 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 t- through through brute force in a way, through time and exposure, uh, I end up learning. So I. I What's going to be very interesting for me this summer is that because I'm I'm tackling Italian, and I know I mentioned Italian before, but my story with Italian is basically that I I learnt it for a couple of months, like 15 years ago, and then forgot it straight away when I went to learn Spanish because Spanish I kept up and Italian I didn't. So I'm essentially a complete beginner in Italian, although I probably do understand a fair bit. What's going to be very interesting is how this method works for me as a beginner in Italian because my whole intention for it with my Italian project is to focus only on reading and listening 
So I'm going to see, okay, how do we know, to what extent can I learn this language over the course of two or three months just by following this Krashen-esque approach of comprehensible input and spending a lot of time reading and listening. So I don't have the, uh, an answer for you right now, really, Luca. All I can say is that you're accurate in your observation of what I've been talking about. And my best guess at this stage is that I agree with you and that I think that that is the... It seems to be, for me, the best way to go about learning a language with the caveat, of course, of uh, it, of, of reading being more difficult in different languages. Now, there's another important thing to mention, which is that everybody's different and everybody has different learning styles. Learning styles is a complicated term. A lot of people dispute the existence of learning styles. So I'll, 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 maybe I'll rephrase that and say people have different learning preferences. Attached to that is different things you like to do. In the past, I've much preferred just going out and speaking with people to sitting on my own in a room for hours reading and listening. This is something that I think as I get older, I, I, enjoy, I, I enjoy more and have a higher tolerance for. Well, no, I, no, I wouldn't say higher, have, a, have a higher tolerance for, although I do. I just, I, I appreciate it and I enjoy it much more just sitting and working by myself. In the past, I think maybe just through immaturity or whatever, I just wanted to be around people. So I would just go out and speak a lot. But I'm changing, you know, in so many ways, it's just what happens when you get older, right? And, and a, a big part of that is the way that I like to spend my time. And as a result of spending my time in different ways, my views on language learning are changing as well. But I think part of that means I, I definitely appreciate that people learn in different ways. And people like different things. They like to spend their time doing different things. And so ultimately, the way that anyone's going to be successful in learning a language is by finding the way that, that they most enjoy now, of course, like there are opportunities to improve and it's good to be challenged on that. You know, if you tell me, well, I, if you said to me, well, I, I, I hate sitting on my own and learning a language. I have to be with people. I could say, okay, well, that's cool. That's your current way of thinking. But if I could challenge you and if I said to you, well, okay, well, what if you just did a little bit of that? Maybe you would improve more. And then you try that and you realize, oh, actually, I, I am improving more. Maybe I should do more of that. You know, our practices and our, the things that we think about ourselves are there to be challenged and that's how we learn so while i um, am broadly i find myself broadly agreeing with you and what you're saying and uh, i find that we're on the same page luca i i kind of have to also respect other people's preferences for how they learn take flashcards as an example the number of people who have written to me to say like ollie your your approach to using flashcards which I outline in my Make Words Stick guide, um, has changed my life. I am fluent in my target language now because of your approach to flashcards. Like, I've had so much communication along those lines from people that it's impossible to ignore. And also, <laughs> why would you ignore it? I mean, I wrote the, I wrote the guide in the first place, and it, it works. As ever, these things are, don't exist in isolation. Um, if you are spending a lot of time listening and reading, for example, then to take the example of flashcards, flashcards then coming in on the top of that and being used to enhance your, your, or the input you're getting are extremely effective. 
Whereas if you just use flashcards and nothing else, then that, yeah, that's not going to work so well. So it's, a, it's always going to be a mix. It's always going to depend on you and your, the way that you like to spend your time, your study preferences and things like that. So I, I don't think we can really get much further than that. We can have a view on the best way to learn a language, but that's always going to be the best way for us. It's going to be the best way for us personally, and it's all going to be liable to change and susceptible to adaptation. Uh, and it can all be challenged. So who's to say? Uh, my kind of quest, I guess, is to obviously work out the best and most efficient way for me, but also to figure out what works best for everyone, what can most help other people achieve their language learning games. And, and so to a large extent, Luca, like when I'm, when I'm looking for the best way to help people, I'm also paying attention to the feedback that they give me. When people email me and say, Ollie, this helped me so much and I've achieved this now because of this advice you give, I, I recognize that, you know. And two of the things that I've heard most frequently from people are, Ollie, flashcards have just changed my life. And also, when I start to speak with people, regular sessions with tutors have changed my life. Like, you know, what do you say to that? You can't ignore it. Uh, I think for everybody, it's about understanding how they learn best and achieving that perfect balance. So there we go. Uh, I hope that was a, I hope that was a satisfying answer, Luca. If not, well, that's the, my best answer. Uh, we can maybe uh, revisit this in a few months after I've done, taken on my Italian project, and we'll see how I've done and see if my views have changed at all. Uh, yeah, but until then, thanks for the question and um, feel free to to uh, come in and uh, continue the discussion uh, it will be episode 265 so if you go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 265 you can leave a comment on the show notes I'll also put a link to various things that I've mentioned here in this episode and uh, yeah I think we'll leave it at that thanks very much for listening everybody keep paying attention my news about my Italian project is coming soon Luca you sound like you're Italian maybe uh, you have a, an Italian tip or two for me when it comes to, uh, to listening and reading. Maybe some interesting resources <laughs> for me. Anyway, that's it for now. I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free memory course.